0: This is what you need to look in the mirror and tell yourself. Under no circumstances am I going to allow my soul to go to hell.
1: And
0: now for Hell No. Welcome to Brothers of the Word because brother you need the word. Now, of course, uh, as you notice, and you can tell, it's a little bit different. This is absolutely the coldest situation that I have ever preached in. I'm actually in Iceland right now. I am standing outside. It is about 9.15 in the morning. If you noticed, it's dark right behind me. The reason that it's dark, the sun doesn't come up until about 11.15 here. goes down a little bit before 4 o'clock. So because this is winter in Iceland, the days of daylight and the time of daylight is very, very short. So it's dark, it's cold, but yet this is the hottest subject that I've ever preached about. And today I want to just talk to you from two words. And those two words, hell no, hell no. Now let me tell you how I was inspired for this sermon. I was here in the Airbnb where I'm staying in Reykjavik, Iceland. This is the capital of the city. I was running the hot water, and I noticed, I said, this is the worst smelling water I have ever smelled. There was this super strong smell of sulfur. I mean, we go and we send someone down to a... A uh, Local springs here in Georgia, we get fresh spring water, and that water has a slight sulfur smell. Well, this smell is about 10 times that, just really, really strong. And I noticed, however, the smell was only on the hot water, not the cold water. So I had to research this and say, why is the hot water such a strong sulfur smell here in Iceland? And what I've discovered is... Iceland basically sits on a volcano and they tap hot water from under the earth and they heat the homes with this hot water. Not only does the water out of the sink come from these underground wells or these underground reservoirs of steaming hot water, they actually run this same water through radiators in the house. So the house where I'm staying, it's all heated by hot water and it's heated by hot water that comes out of the earth, and it's heated by hot water that has this super strong smell of sulfur. And as I thought about this, and uh, I said, let me see, first of all, how hot the water is. So I turned the water on just the hot water, let it get real hot, stuck my hand. I could hold my hand in about maybe two seconds. I had to take my, it's just that hot. So it comes up super, super, super hot. And this is with no heaters, with no gas. It's straight out of the earth, this hot. And it's cooled off a whole lot by the time it gets to the house. Because it heats up the whole neighborhood, so the water comes out of these what they call boreholes. And it travels all of this distance. And it cools off as it travels, but it comes out of the earth just steaming hot. And when it gets to the house, it's cool enough to where you can touch it, but you can't keep your finger on it but a couple of seconds and you have to take it off because it's just that hot. So I thought about this, and you know the church today, we don't do a whole lot of preaching about hell because nobody wants to hear about hell. There's even a lot of controversy even about hell, but the one thing when I begin to just use this water and smell this water and feel this water and know that it was coming straight out of the earth. And science has stated for ages that the center of the earth is nothing but molten iron or rock. It's ultra hot. It's so hot that it literally melts rock. And that kind of heat is just unimaginable. But the Bible has always said that hell is down below. And it's always said that it's hot under the earth. And that's where we're going if we don't accept Jesus and if we don't do right. Hell no. I mean, that's just the way that I feel about it. I just don't want to go there. And we don't talk about it. I don't preach much about hell. I can't even remember the last time I preached about it and really preached about it. Because there's this controversy about hell. If God is such a loving God, and God is love, why would he condemn people to an eternity of suffering and burning in hell? And when you look at it, if you read Revelation, for example, let me just read Revelations 21.8. And Revelations 21.8 kind of deals with that. It says this, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars.
1: Mr. Northcott, you asked me to come here. You said that if I did, you would tell me the truth about my son.
0: Yeah. You're right, I did say that. But see, the thing is, I didn't really think that you
1: would come and now
0: and now and
1: I, I just didn't expect that you I don't want to see you
0: you don't want to see me no see I can't do this I don't want to talk to you I can't talk to you right now not with what they're going to be doing to me tomorrow it's one thing Mrs. Collins just send a telegram that is really easy when it's here right now In person, you know, I just can't tell you what you want to hear, Mrs. Collins. Why not? Because I don't want to go to hell with a lie on my lips. See, I did my penance. And I asked God to forgive me, and he did so far as I know, and I have been really good ever since. But if I lie now, if I commit any sins right now, I'm out of time here. And I won't be forgiven again, and I'll tell you one thing, I am not going to hell. (laughs) And all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, brimstone is the ancient biblical word for sulfur. So basically, the smell of this water, as I smelled it coming out of the earth, super hot, smells of sulfur smells of brimstone this is what the bible says awaits those and it gives these list of folk you know the whoremongers the adulterers the abominable but all liars i said my goodness that's just the hell I? That's, that's the way that i feel about this
2: i'm gonna tell you the story that makes me feel all right with death when i was younger my grandfather died and we were all gathered around him, and there was this
0: one candle next to his bed, and right after he died, the candle started flickering, and then it just went out. Yeah, and we looked around, and there were no windows. Like nothing in that room.
2: And this sounds crazy, but we all thought it was him going to heaven, you know? You don't pass
1: through fire to get to heaven. I think he went to hell. What'd you just say? I just, I think your grandfather probably went to hell. Are you kidding me right now? I'm sorry. You're going to make fun of me right now, just after I opened up to you guys like that? It's not my fault your
0: grandfather's in hell. It's not a big deal. Some grandpas go to hell. We talk about heaven and we acknowledge there is a heaven, but people just don't want to acknowledge there's a hell. It's like we acknowledge there are angels, but we don't want to acknowledge there's the demonic. If you believe in one, well, the other would exist. So, hell is something that we really need to talk about. And I figured I could have preached this on the inside where it's nice and warm. But I kind of wanted to just illustrate the extremes. Now, right now, it's about 14 degrees. So, it's really, really cold. And standing out here, by the time I got stuff set up, I'm really kind of getting a little chilly. I should have put on my gloves, but I'm going to keep my hands in my pocket. It's really cold really, really cold. You can see by the vapor that's forming from my breath, it's cold out here. But this cold is nothing compared to the heat of hell. So how do we make sure we're not going there? I mean, we focus so much on this life and we focus so much on money and the comfort and and all of the carnal things of the world and the physical stuff of the world. But Even the average lifespan now, even if you make it to 100, you're doing phenomenal. Most of us don't know people who make it to 100. So 100 is a super, super, super long life. You can, on the average, expect about 80. So you make it to 80, and the Bible even says that by reason of strength, 80. So even if we make it by reason of strength to 80, that's still a short period of time compared to all the time spent in that kind of heat And that kind of fire down below. And there's another principle about things. When you're in pain and when you're in torment and when you're uncomfortable, time goes a lot slower than it does when you're really having a good time and enjoying yourself and super comfortable in the middle of pleasure. When you're in pain, it goes slow as I don't know what. So a year just in hell will probably feel like a hundred years in heaven because time goes so slow. And yet it's something that we don't talk about. We don't preach about much. The avoidance at all cost of hell. And there's a philosophical question of why would a loving God send people to go through that much torment? I don't have the answer to that. All I know is that's what the Bible says. And not only does the Bible says that people are going to hell, Most of the folk going to hell. Jesus says, Wide is the path that leadeth unto destruction, and many thereof shall enter. And hell is destruction. But narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So you got all these folk on what's called the highway to hell, and so few on the narrow path to heaven. How do we make sure that we're not headed on that highway? But all these other folk, and sometimes, you know, people say, well, misery loves company. If you got a lot of friends that are with you, you're going to be fine. Not in that kind of heat, not in that kind of temperature. If you and all your friends burning up for a thousand years, I don't care who is with you. It's going to be horrible. So we want to avoid that at all costs. Even this cold gets to be, you know, a little bit uncomfortable after a while. But you can stand this. That heat of seven times hotter than fire is unimaginable. Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. Hell no. This is what you need to look in the mirror and tell yourself. Under no circumstances am I going to allow my soul to go to hell. So how do I prevent that? If you have not truly accepted Christ into your heart today, I mean today, you need to do that. You just don't even need to take the chance that hell is literally true. You don't even need to take the chance, even if there was only a 10% chance it's true. You don't need to take that chance. You need to give your life under Jesus, and you need to make sure it is done. You need to live your life living under Jesus, have Him as your personal Lord and Savior,
1: Down to the there, and I couldn't tire, but she tried to follow me back. And then I go get the man, brought him on there. for years they thanked me for it, you know. and saw thee polluted in thine own blood. I said unto thee when thou wast in thy blood, Live. Yea, I said unto thee when thou wast in thy blood, live. Live, Live. Live. Now, son, can you hear me? You don't have to say anything. Just know I'm here to help you. I'm a minister of the Lord. I want you to know the Lord loves you here today, and I love you. Now, if you can't answer, just nod. If you can't nod, just, you know, think it. Answer me in your mind and in your heart. If the Lord to call you right now, would you be ready? you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Are you ready for him? Are you ready to follow and accept him at this very instant? Now, if you open your heart and let him in, he will stand with you whether you go home or whether you stay here with us. And if it isn't your time, he will stand by you, brother, both you and your wife. He'll deliver you through this entire ordeal. Now, listen to me now. There are angels. Even in this automobile at this precise moment, he'll send his angels here to you accept it here today.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you, hey Jesus. Mister. Thank you, you Jesus. Get out of there. You can't be in there. You. you hear me?
2: Yeah. let
1: Now, when that ambulance gets you, you on your way, you're going to fly down that highway. Lord's going to have a whole flock of his angels lead you on that Come on, highway. get out. He's going to go all the way with you. You've taken the Lord today. He's going to go all the way with you because you both are his champions here today. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Don't have to thank me, son. Thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're in His hands now. Bless you both. Bless you both. Whenever two or more gathered in my name, they would not be also. Mister? I'm sorry about this, but you got to go back to your car. You That's can't true. be out here. You're, You're not allowed here. I no, understand that. I guess you I think you accomplished something in there, huh? I know I did. What? Oh, all I know is I did not put my head through that window in vain. How would you know that? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'd rather die out a day and go to heaven than live to be a hundred and go to hell. Is that a fact? Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: The risk is just too great. You know, the other thing about this, it's cold, but it's also dark. And that's the description of hell, that it's not just hot, it's dark. It's dark, it's full of torment, got all this stuff biting you and messing with you and all this heat and all this stuff. Oh my goodness, hell no. That's the way I feel about hell. Heaven yes, hell no. But in order to make sure that we don't go there. We got to do something about that now and to make sure we're not even remotely headed in that direction. Have you given your life to Jesus? Do you really believe in your heart that He is risen from the dead, that He died for your sins? And see, people may argue that, well, how can a loving God create such a terrible, tormenty place? I don't know the answer to that. What I do know is. God gave his only begotten son to die for us and to save our souls and to take our sins. Now, if you don't take advantage of that, well, that's the ultimate of stupidity, in my opinion. You need to make sure. And those of you who are watching me in the sanctuary today, uh, those of you who are watching the stream or listening online, you need to get on your knees right now because sometimes we get away from God and and we lead Jesus and we start following all of the things of the world. And You just need to get on your knees right now. And I just want you, if you're not absolutely 100% sure, I want you to just say the prayer of salvation with me right now. It's the most important thing you can do. And even of the people listening to me right now, if just one who is unsure of their salvation makes a change and it keeps them from hell, It's worth a whole year or a whole decade of sermons just to save one. Bow your heads right now and repeat after me if you're not absolutely certain. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today a sinner. And Father, today I make the declaration before you and men that as of today, I dedicate or rededicate my life to your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Father, I believe that he died for my sins, that he was crucified and rose on the third day. And Father, I commit right now to follow your son, Jesus, to obey his commands, to do the best that I can to live as Jesus lived, to change right now. Father, that I may spend the eternity in heaven versus any time at all in hell. I do not want the fire. I do not want the brimstone. I do not want the torment. Father, I want to live on this earth and in the world to come with you. In your son Jesus' name, Father, I pray. Amen. I hope you prayed that prayer. And I hope you really take Jesus into your heart. When I smell that water and feel that heat, I know down below is no joke. I know as far as I'm concerned about down below, hell no. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because brother, you need the word.
2: Praise God. Give Pastor Nathaniel another hand for that message. Praise God. We're just so grateful to be reminded of the of that truth and that reality. And sometimes we forget about it. We forget about the seriousness of it because we get so caught up in the mundane things of this life. This life is temporary. This life is so temporary. There's a saying that says that he who makes plans for this life and none for the next is wise for a moment, but a fool forever. And so we're just so grateful to be reminded of the reality of hell and yet the salvation that we have in Christ Jesus. So we thank Pastor Nathaniel so much for being obedient and sharing that word and leading us in the prayer of salvation. For those of you who are here and those joining us online, praise God. I thank God that you prayed that prayer and accepted Christ Jesus into your heart. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Man, that was just a good reminder, wasn't it? A good reminder. We sometimes forget about it. we sometimes forget about it in the modern church today you know this generation that has come up they don't really hear a lot about hell now those of us who are older we grew up with the fear (laughs) we grew up with the fear i think that was one of the reasons i got saved (laughs) we grew up with the fear of hell growing up and we've kind of lost that in this this new generation so I'm just so happy that that God sent the reminder it's a real place. I remember a doctor watching a doctor on television and he was given a testimony. He said he he was operating on a man and he said the man woke up and grabbed him by the collar and he said doctor I am in hell. He said, pray for me, I am in hell. And the doctor, the doctor was a casual Christian. So he said he hadn't prayed and he didn't know how long, but he just mustered up the best little prayer he could pray. But he said that thing shook him up so much. He went home that day, I'm talking about the doctor. He said he went home that day and pulled his Bible off of his bookshelf and dusted it off and he himself recommitted his life to Christ Jesus because he said he knew that patient was really in hell. And so it's a reality that we sometimes forget about, but it's real, it is real. And we have so many vain pursuits in this life. This life is just a vapor. You're here for a minute and you're gone into all eternity that never ends in Christ Jesus. It's our Savior, and we're just so happy that God provided salvation for us. And it's the only reason that it's taken Jesus so long to come back. It's because God is merciful. He's taken a long time to come back because he wants more people to be saved. He's given us a time to share the message, to share the gospel. That is the gospel. We share the gospel. And so that's the only reason God is slow in Christ's return, because he's long suffering. So I want more people to be saved, more people to hear the good news, more people to accept Christ Jesus. So we have a wonderful commission, we have a wonderful mission to share. The good news to share the good news I remember hearing about a man he was in prison and this pastor had come to visit him he was talking about salvation and hell and all of that and as the pastor was walking away the prisoner he called out to him he said do you really believe hell is real the pastor said, yes that prisoner said if hell is real he said, I would crawl 20 miles over broken glass to keep one person from going there. If it is as real as you say it is, I would crawl 20 miles over broken glass to keep one person from going there. We've been entrusted with the message of reconciliation, with the, with the gospel. Sometimes we don't share it. Sometimes we don't. We're not concerned about other people whose souls are lost. But God has us here not just to receive salvation for ourselves, but to go and tell everybody we can about a living Savior who died for us. Praise God. We do want to open the doors of the church. Uh, Pastor Nathan has already led us in the prayer of salvation and rededication, so I won't do that. But if there's anyone here today you want to join the church, if you haven't joined the church, we would love to offer you the opportunity to make this your church home. So if there's anyone you want to join the church for the new year, this new season, doors of the church are open we invite you to come at this time if there's anyone without a church home and you want to make the ark your church home we invite you to come praise god praise god amen we're certainly happy to have all of you here today and we just love you and and rejoice over you well stand to your feet Aren't you glad Jesus went to hell for us in our place so we don't have to go? Man. Oh my goodness. And hell couldn't hold him. Couldn't hold him. Couldn't hold him. Praise God. He defeated hell. Defeated hell. Death in the grave. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's the captain of our salvation. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. We're just so grateful for this great salvation that we are in. We're grateful for your son, Jesus. We're grateful for the gift of your love. Thank you for allowing us the grace to receive him and believe on him and receive eternal life. Thank you for saving us from death, hell, and the grave, Lord. We just love you so much. Thank you for eternal life because of our faith in Christ Jesus and because of your great love and your great grace for us. Help us to share this wonderful message with others and to live in a way that demonstrates your love to the world in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say, Amen, Amen, Amen. You are
1: listening to Brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, Hell No, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5978. That's 5978. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5978 to a friend, go to Brothersoftheword.com.
0: If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to Iwanttogive.com. That's Iwanttogive.com.
1: Listen to BrothersoftheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word.